Live from Austin, Texas, the music capital of the world, this is the Cap Mac Podcast for February 2016. For the next 30 minutes, join John Purvis, Jim Wynn, and Tommy Craig as they discuss Apple's phenomenal first quarter financial results, Apple Television, security tips, and a whole lot more. Thanks for joining us here, live from Denny's Capital, for the Cap Mac Podcast. As this is recorded before the Board of Directors meeting on February 2nd, you're going to hear some strange rushing sounds in the background. It sounds a lot like Niagara Falls, but that's not exactly it. It's the air handlers here at Denny's, and eventually they'll get them fixed. Until then, here's how it went. Well, just a couple of days ago, Apple announced the best results of any quarter they have ever had, and now Apple is in decline. You guys think that uh, Apple is in decline? Absolutely not. I think uh, Wall Street is you know, full of it. You know, I mean, Apple is you know strongest it's ever been, and you know the numbers proved it. You know, the only thing I can say is it's an excellent uh, could be an excellent opportunity to buy Apple stock. Well, I guess we have a lot of pundits saying that, but the question is really, is it in decline or is it just the bean counters of the world who are seeing that the projections for Apple isn't the growth levels that they have had in the past? Steady growth is good growth, and Apple is still one of the largest IT and consumer electronics companies. Are they going to have another iPhone or iPad that's going to revolutionize things? Maybe, maybe not. They don't have to have one every year. So it's a question of what are they going to do? And Apple's there for the long haul. They're not there to satisfy the bean counters to show a profit every quarter. And we would be better off if more people looked at the long haul rather than the quarter by quarter financial status. I agree. Um, Apple is still, I think, even though Alphabet now is supposedly the most valuable company, Apple made more profit than Alphabet. Um, They actually have a lot more products that instead of just advertising or something so they're more concrete um, they continue to come out with with new devices and new innovations and I think Apple has nowhere to go but up from here so Jim you think that uh, Apple stock is still a, a good investment a solid investment a safe investment oh it absolutely is it in fact you know, it looks like a bargain now considering you know compared to you know, how it's uh, you know, been valued in the past several months. You know, I wish I had some extra cash available to, you know, to lay in even more. One of the things that's been going on lately is people saying that Apple is kind of underpaying the amount of taxes that they owe in, in different countries. In their financial uh, results last month, Luca Maestri later issued a report and said that he thought the amount of tax that they owed in in Ireland was zero. Uh, does anybody here think that Apple is underpaying taxes, cheating? 
Well, I don't think they're cheating. I think there's a lot of people out there that see the profitability of Apple and want to be able to tap into those that funds. Uh, I don't think Apple is doing anything that any of the major corporations here or based anywhere in the world isn't doing. They're following their local tax laws, and the tax laws are written, for better or worse, that says if you do certain things, you can shelter funds, and that's what Apple and these other companies are doing. You know, they're being uh, responsible business people. Uh, they're you know, following the laws. You know, Apple was kind of the first company that people started uh, complaining about, but now there are investigations into Google and Facebook and pretty much all the major tech companies for the same reason. They're all saying they're all underpaying now, and I don't think that's true. I think it's just the, the screwy way our tax codes are written, and... Uh, Probably they just all need to be rewritten to, to avoid a lot of these issues. Apple TV has been out for a while. In this past week, something very magical happened. Tom Wheeler from the FCC said that he would like to liberate the set-top box, which would seemingly provide a huge opportunity for Apple. It would enable Apple to move their Apple TV not just as an accessory, but as a necessary part of your cable television experience. Jim, you use Apple TV. What do you think? Well, I think you know, that uh, has tremendous possibility because the user experience of the uh, presently available uh, cable company provided set-top boxes leaves a lot to be desired. Apple's expertise in software and in uh, interacting with the user uh, would uh, you know, completely revolutionize you know, that, that space. Now, how, how soon in the future a, an open st uh, standard for you know, set-top boxes will come along uh, you know, remains to be seen because they are, you might say, a cash cow for the uh, you know, cable providers. So it'll, I say it'll be very interesting if it does become available. now. You know, looking down the road, uh, there, there are going to be some you know, technical changes to in television broadcasting that Apple is poised to benefit from. Uh, there's something called ATSC 3.0, which is going to be a new standard for television broadcasting. Also, the, the new standard will operate uh, over you know, basically any device from a cell phone to a tablet to a laptop to a theater. And that, that's going to uh, be, let's say, you know, really open up the, you know, the future for, uh, you know, for home entertainment and information. Not only are the, is the, the possibility of open sources for you know, set-top boxes and that sort of thing, but Apple is apparently looking into to producing their own programming, uh, which I believe probably some of that will happen. I hope they don't get too far into that and, and forget about technology. Um, but not only the television aspect, but I think the Apple TV is going to, over time, become your home's brain or your home's control center. And you'll see more and more devices connecting to that uh, through your smart home devices and whatever. And your Apple TV will basically be the control center for everything. 
If indeed the set-top box is broken out and deregulated, if you want to call it that, so that uh, third-party vendors uh, can provide cable bo- or set-top boxes for any of the cable networks, that will open up a, a new market for a lot of companies and a lot of competition, which should drive functionality of those boxes very quickly. Right now, to me, they've been very slow, very archaic in what they're able to do uh, with the technology that we have. They could be made into something that really could do a lot. As Tommy said, not just provide television programming, but be the automation center for your home and many other functions. Uh, So this is an opportunity. Whether Apple will take it or not, who knows? But for us, the consumer, if that happens, I think that will be an opportunity for us to broaden what we are able to do in the home. How are we going to bring more users into the Mac community? For the very first time, it appears as though Mac sales have kind of slowed down. iPad is slowing down iPhone is still increasing, but what's it going to take for for people to get excited about Apple again? Are too many people listening to the media and hearing that Apple is in decline and saying, eh, maybe we'll stick with Samsung? Well, I don't think that's really an issue. Um, Sure, Mac sales were down, but they were down much less than PC sales. So overall, Apple still doing better than the general computer uh, market. Um, Tablet sales, uh, Apple's still number one in that. I saw a thing where uh, the the iPad Pro outsold all the models of the Microsoft Surface even in the last quarter, even though the, the Pro was only available for six weeks. So I don't think there's really a decline in interest in Apple. Uh, I think just there's a lot of media hype that makes people think that, but uh, the more I'm around people, the more and more I hear people talking about how reliable Apple products are, and uh, most people, you know, there are a few diehards that just would never buy anything Apple just because they want to be contrary, but um, there's a whole lot of people that are out there saying, I really wish I had an Apple product. So, uh, and and Tim Cook in the last earnings call said they had the highest sw- uh, switch rate from Android ever. So I don't think Apple has a problem there at all. Yeah, I think that uh, Apple's uh, huge advantage are the stores. People come into the stores; they may be looking for a phone or an iPad, but they see the the Macs, they see the you know iMacs there. You know they they see they. You know, they, they come up and look at them, touch them, you know, play with them. You know, that sells them. And as I, you know, the, the, I think in the past, you know, quarter, a couple of quarters, you know, the overall PC market has declined. But uh, Apple sales were up. They were modestly up, but they were up. So they're, you know, they're chipping away at the, you know, perceived advantages, you know, in sales that PCs have had. Well, I think part of this is you look at the products that Apple produces and there's a quality there that 
is not found elsewhere. And by that I mean people buy a MacBook, they buy an iPad, and they use it for a very long time. I had an iPad 1, I didn't replace it until I had an iPad 5. And I think that is the case. People, it's good, it works, it does the job, they stay with it. I think the same thing is true to a great extent with the MacBook and the, the, de the desktop versions of the Mac. They work for a long time. You don't have to replace them. So just because the sales isn't growing rapidly doesn't mean there's not a lot of users there. The other thing is the shift from PC and laptops to mobile devices. Uh, in the U.S., I think we're way behind that curve. Most of the rest of the world, their computer is their phone. Now we are, in the last couple of years, making that transition. Young people use their phone as their computer. They don't necessarily need, other than to write papers for school, they don't need to have a, a home computer. They can do a lot on their phone. They can do an even greater amount with their iPad or tablet. So do they need a computer? And someone made the comment, I, and I forget where I heard this, that said Apple's philosophy was more of, I want to be able to have the, the Apple Watch and do as much as I can on the Apple Watch in terms of satisfying your requirements. What I can't do on the watch, then that goes to the phone. What I can't do to the phone, I goes to the tablet. And if I can't do it on the tablet, it goes to my computer. So you have a hierarchy of devices. And I think that we have to understand that so that just because they're not selling a lot of, comp of desktop and laptops, that doesn't mean they're in decline. It's more of a what's the overall picture look like? And I'll have to admit, traveling this past weekend, going through the airport and in a professional meeting, there were an awful lot of Macs there. So I don't think we're in decline. Uh, I think the Mac is, a, is accepted more now than it has ever been in the past. And the way Apple is headed, I think that will continue. You know, and to follow up on what John said about um, how long Macs last, uh, you know, it's it's not uncommon at all to, to find people using an eight, nine, ten-year-old Mac. Um, you just don't see that with a PC. I used to use PCs, and I always figured that five years was it. If I if my PC was five years old, I couldn't, for the most part, use it anymore. And now, especially Microsoft has come out and said that new versions of Windows won't work with older processors. So they're going to have people are going to have to buy a new PC. Apple is very loyal to its customers. You know, customers are loyal to Apple, but it goes both ways. Apple tries to keep you happy and letting you use your your product that's still reliable for many years. And and in some ways that may hurt their sales. Uh, they might sell more Macs if if your computer was obsolete after three or four years but it certainly wouldn't be good for the consumer. Security is beginning to be a huge, huge factor, both on websites and phones and, and everything else. What do you guys do to keep your computers and your phones and everything safe? Well, that's a, an increasingly important 
issue. I think having strong passwords, that is, use the full alphabet, upper, lowercase, num numerals, and special characters, have passwords that are 15 or 18 or 20 characters long, and that in turn means that you have a good password safe, like that's built into OS X and the iOS devices, so that you can safely keep your passwords there and they are secure in those locations. I mean, realistically, technology isn't as big of an issue to security as simply human nature. Most of the time, not all, but most of the time, security breaches are human engineered. They're not technological break-ins. So people have to become smarter about security. They can't have their passwords taped to their bottom of their keyboards. They shouldn't, when asked the question, what's your maid, mother's maiden name, it shouldn't be answered that way. That shouldn't even be a valid question. And if that's the question, you should make up your own random answers and keep them written down in your password safe. So, because many of those kind of standard questions are things that can be discovered potentially on the internet. So you have to be smarter as an individual and protect yourself. Fortunately, Apple does a great job putting software on under OS X and in iOS that helps protect us as best they can. But we have to be intelligent and use them properly. Yeah, and you know, I agree that a large part of of people getting hacked and all is people not keeping up with their hardware I think um, you know I would never go to a restaurant go off to the restroom or something and leave my phone laying on the table um, it always goes with me uh, I don't leave my computer turned on and sitting out on a table at, at an office or something um, you know if you give people opportunities uh, some people will take advantage of it. You know, you don't make yourself a target. And then, uh, of course, Apple does some wonderful things with Keychain, which really helps with passwords, and of course, Touch ID. And Touch ID is great on the iPhone and iPad, and, and hopefully we'll have that on the Mac very soon, too. Uh, because, you know, regardless of how strong your password is, if somebody wants to hack it bad enough, they probably will. Um, but it's a lot harder to hack a fingerprint or something. Okay, Tommy, what's up next for CapMac? Well, obviously it's the time of year when we start talking about um, the CapMac picnic. So that'll be coming up uh, sometime in the next few months. Uh, of course, we're also planning a geotagging event in San, An San Antonio. Um, I guess, what, within the next four or five weeks? So uh, that date hadn't been set yet, but that'll be happening soon. Continuing to do outreach and stuff. I think I uh, just wanted to tell everybody, remind everybody that CatMac is here for our members. We're here to help you. If you, if you feel like you need help with something, holler. You know, the, the, the board is, is here for you. Uh, if you're having trouble, send an email to helpdesk at catmac.org. Somebody will get in touch with you, and we'll do our darndest to solve your problems. Also, there's another uh, 
email address that's been recently established. It's called feedback at capmac.org. If there's something you're not happy with, let us know because we are here for well, you. One of the things Jim said was we have the new feedback at catmac.org. And one of the opportunities that means is you, our members, can let us know what it is you want to see in our programming. Do you want to, for instance, do a product review? Do you want to tell us about a new website or app that you found that you think other members might be interested in? Do you have a request for a kind of programming? Would you like to see a whole programming on food-related apps and, and Mac OS and iOS products? What do you want to see? That's what feedback's all about. Letting us on the board know what you, the membership, want to see when you come to that second Tuesday of each month meeting. Thanks for joining us this month on the CapMac Podcast for February 2016. If you're a member of CapMac, thanks for supporting us. And if you're not yet a member, we hope you'll join us at one of our meetings, one of our SIGs, or on our website at www.capmac.org. We're one of the oldest and largest Mac users groups in the world, and we'd sure like to have you as a member. If you have ideas or suggestions for CapMac, please send them to feedback at capmac.org. This is a presentation of the Capital Macintosh Users Group in Austin, Texas, and we'll see you next month. <laughs>